But he said, him you ignorantly worship, so I'm going to declare him to you. And he began to tell them about the God that he served, about Jesus Christ. And I'm glad tonight that maybe there's a time when we didn't know him. And there may be people in the world that still don't know him. But you can know him. Just need somebody to tell them about him. The, the eunuch going through the desert, Philip ran and the guy said, I'm reading. He was reading scripture. He said, do you know who you're reading about? And he said, or do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I unless somebody would show me or guide me through this? And he said, let me, let me see that role. And he started reading and said, from that point, he preached Jesus to him and changed that man's life forever. It's amazing. Just being, you, know, you ever felt like you were introduced to somebody and it changed your life? Well, if you're married, you ought to think that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's amazing what just being introduced to Jesus can do. Oh, if we let it, it can do so much more than we even ask it to. You know, we, we don't even realize sometimes we come into a, a place where his presence is and our expectations are set at a certain level maybe and, and before we know it what happened how did this happen because whenever you get into a place where you're asking for something God can always do so much more and man I'm, I'm glad tonight that we can come into his presence and we can know him and we can learn more about him and we can be changed by him he can help us no matter where we find ourselves he's able to help us tonight before we get into our lesson tonight I want to uh, just ask the Lord's blessings on some people and just we, we need to go to the Lord in prayer for some some of our church people and uh, that are just battling sickness and illness and different things injuries um, but first and foremost I want us to remember in our prayers as we're praying remember to pray for Israel pray for what's going on there because you know over the years we've seen things heat up over there but it it just seems like each time it's progressing a little further, and uh, we don't know how far this will go, but uh, the world is seemingly just about turning its back on Israel, and, uh, but you just can't mess with God's people, and, uh, but we need to pray for them and pray that, that uh, protection for them and just pray that people will, will fall in with Israel and have compassion on them and stand with them. Let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem, as the Lord said. So let's remember that tonight. Uh, remember Brother Major Waldrop. Uh, during football practice yesterday, he, he did get a slight concussion and has had, had a few little side effects from it. Um, but uh, we believe he's going to be okay. But let's pray that there's no uh, damage that will be ongoing. Let's remember to pray for him. Sister Michelle Rose uh, said she's been battling a bad headache for three days, asked for prayer. Uh, let's remember my mother. She had a bad day with the, the pain in her back today and just uh, very extreme for her and said it made her very nauseous, asked that we would pray for her. Continue to pray for the little baby, Grayson Lowe. They did his trach surgery today, and so the mask and everything is off. We could actually see his face in the photos today. Such a handsome little boy, and everything went well. He's, do, he's progressing uh, well, so let's continue to pray for him. And then many of you know the Hagwood family from New Life in Watkinsville. Uh, and uh, I believe it's uh, Jason and Deisha. 
I think that's right, their son Landon um, has cancer. I think it's called Ewing sarcoma or something like that. Um, but he had went and had an operation. They looked like they had got everything, but evidently his doctor visit this past week, they found that it has returned. Um, uh, there's a lot of information in her post, but uh, it looks like it's going to be a pretty rough year of different types of chemos and different things that he will have to go through. Just a teenager and uh, a great kid, great spirit, and um, used to see him at our camps a lot And as he was growing up, but he's a great young man, and I know his mother and his dad are beside themselves right now. Some of our people can relate to probably what they're feeling um, because they've watched their own children and loved ones go through this. So we want to pray for the Hagwood family. Tomorrow he will be having a scan to see if there's cancer anywhere else in his body. Um, I think around 9 or 9.30 in the morning. So if you could remember to be praying for Landon Hagwood and that there would be no more cancer nowhere else in his body. Let's ask God to, to move for this young man and, and touch him and bring healing to him. I know he can. And I, and I believe that he will if people will just pray for him. So let's remember that tonight. Let's lift our hands and pray together tonight for these needs. Precious Lord, we just honor you and love you in this house tonight. You're so worthy of all glory and praise. And God, tonight we ask you to bless and, and touch and cover Jerusalem, your people. Cover Israel tonight and protect them, Lord, like you have. And Lord, help that situation and do what only you can do. For those that are sick tonight, Lord, we speak healing over them in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Lord, we rebuke these conditions, these concussions, these sicknesses, all these things tonight. Ask that you would bless them and help them. Lord, we rebuke cancer right now in the name of Jesus. We pray peace over the Hagwood family, that you would just encourage them and lift them up tonight. Strengthen them, God, and let the peace of God that just passes all understanding just cover that family tonight, God. Bless them mightily tonight. And we're going to praise you for these things, God. We, we love you. We believe it, God. We trust it tonight. The mighty name of Jesus. God, we give you praise and honor and glory. We know you can do it, Lord. Bless this service and all that's done in it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands one more time. Worship the Lord for a moment. God can do it tonight.
I'm thankful for the Lord tonight. You thankful for him? Thank you, Jesus. Let's give him a hand clap of praise tonight. The name of the Lord's a strong tower that we can run to and be safe. Scripture says he's a very present help. I'm so thankful tonight that we can call his name in faith and and believe that things can be changed uh, for our betterment. I believe that tonight. I believe that God can do those things. So glad to have you in the house of the Lord tonight. Appreciate you being in, in service with us. All of our visitors, thank you. Let's give our visitors a hand. Glad you're with us tonight. Thankful, thankful for the Lord tonight. He's good to us. I'm going to uh, get into this lesson tonight, and um, you can just be seated tonight. You don't have to stand a little more scripture at the beginning, so I'm going to keep you standing tonight. Uh, If you... If you happen to notice as you were coming in, there was a, a like a yard sign and a certificate. Uh, the school that we helped out with the snacks, Cole Middle School, uh, Sister Amber and I went over there Tuesday morning, and um, they presented us with that yard sign and certificate, just thanking us for helping them out, helping their kids out. So um, we were just honored to do that and get that, and very nice. Got to meet the principal, nice lady, and uh, we look forward to helping them out some more, doing some more things with them. And I'm sure we'll be bringing that up uh, as the next school year approaches. We'll be talking to you about what we want to do to help them out. Uh, Tonight, if you have your Bibles and you want to follow along, I'm going to teach tonight and just take my time. I may not even get through this entire lesson, but just go through it because at least once a year, I like to go back to this subject and teach and just uh, to encourage us as God's people and help us and remind us, you know, even Peter said, hey, I need to stir up your pure minds by way of remembering. I need to remind, you know, once we come to God, we know a lot of things, but it's okay to be reminded. It doesn't mean we're dummies. It's just, hey, you need to be reminded sometimes, you know. And so uh, it's all right. I'd rather remember what I need to remember because the older I get, it's harder to remember the things that I should remember. So. I'm glad that I can be reminded tonight. Uh, Ezra chapter 8 and verses 24 through 30. Um, I'll I'll read from there. You can follow on the screens or in your Bible. Uh, He said, Then I separated twelve of the chief priests, Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten of their brethren with them, weighed unto them the silver, the gold, the vessels, even the offering of the house of our God, which the king and his counselors, and his lords, and all Israel there present had offered. I even weighed unto their hands 650 talents of silver, and silver vessels a hundred talents, and of gold a hundred talents. Also twenty basins of gold, a thousand drams, two vessels of fine copper, precious as gold. And I said unto them, Ye are holy unto the Lord. The vessels are holy also, and the silver and the gold are free will offering unto the Lord God of your fathers. Watch ye. You know, that, the, that, that message of watch uh, follows all through the scripture. Even Jesus speaking to us many times would say, watch. Well, you know not when I'm going to return. You don't, you don't know the day and hour of my return, so watch. and Watch. Make sure you're keeping an eye on what's going on in the world so you can watch. But he said for, for them, these priests, these people that they separated, he said, watch and keep them until you weigh them before the chief of the priest. 
and the Levites and the chief of the fathers of Israel at Jerusalem in the chambers of the house of the Lord. So took the priest and the Levites the way of the silver and the gold and the vessels to bring them to Jerusalem unto the house of our God. And tonight I want to just talk a moment about this, uh, what the scripture talks to us about, to be holy, to be holy. And uh, boy, that, that, that message or that title or that word should not take the breath out of anybody. <laughs> but you know it does. Uh, oftentimes it does. It, it uh, scares people. But we need to uh, be able to trust what it means to be holy. And we don't need to be afraid of saying, I want to be holy. That's not trying to be lifted up in yourself. That's trying to be like the Lord. It's a commandment that he uh, charges us with to be holy. And just like Ezra said, I separated 12 of the chief priests. You know, anytime you see holiness or, or holy, there's going to be some form of separation. It's going to happen. So you just remember that. But he, he told these, these priests, he said, you are holy to the Lord. You never need to look down on yourself the way that the Lord sees you. He said, you're holy unto the Lord. Now, Peter writes to us in the New Testament that we are a holy nation and that we are to be holy because he's holy. And so I want to tell you today, we always look at our own selves in the worst light. We're never good enough. We'll never be good enough. We'll never measure up. We'll never get it right. We'll always be broken and busted. And just. But to the Lord, we're precious. And to the Lord, we mean something. And to the, he, he gave his life for us. He shed his blood for us. He, he came so that we could live and, and live with him forever. So I, I, I need people sometimes, I just want to tell them, say, I wish you would stop destroying yourself and just remember what you look like to God. You're his child. You're his creation. And he breathed life into us when he created us. And, and so remember that you're precious to the Lord. So but these priests, you're holy to the Lord. And so uh, he said, watch, keep the vessels until you weigh them. Make sure you take care of these things because you're holy and so are the vessels that are holy. There are things that God gave us in our lives that are holy things. And we need to hang on to those things. They pertain to our holiness. Hebrews 12 and 14, the writer said this, that we should follow peace with all men. And holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So that if I follow peace with all men and holiness, I need to pursue it. It's not that, that uh, this word is not like holiness has me by the nose and it's leading me. I need to be pursuing it. I need to be going after it. I need to be chasing these things. I need to uh, definitely try to follow peace with all men. Man, just get along. You know, it used to be a saying a long time ago, why can't we just all get along? And, you know, just follow peace with all men and holiness. Now, uh, and if you read the New Living Translation, it'll say work at it. It's telling you work at it as much as you can, you know, get along with everybody and work at living holy. Work at it. That's what it means when it says to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. You work at it. You're trying every day to be more like him. Holiness, uh, the Lord is holy. 
Well, holiness has to apply to us too because we're his children. Because holiness is that base of, that's the foundation of who he is. God is holy. You know, just like we're human, our children are human. Well, he's holy. And when we're born again, the spiritual new birth, hey, we're, we come from him. The apple should not fall far from the tree. <laughs> we are to be holy as he is holy. But, but uh, as unbelievable as it is, to some people, holiness is actually a big turnoff, even to church people. They don't want to, you know, it, holiness is one of those words like as soon as they, you say it, they go, oh, you're one of them, you're better than everybody else kind of people. And you're, no. But holiness is like those words, you know, people don't like the word doctrine, yet it's in the scripture. And doctrine is something we must have. <laughs> doctrine teaches us, it saves us, if, the following of doctrine. It's, and that's scripture. That's not just. I'm making that up. You know, another one is righteousness. Boy, people don't, uh, oh, righteousness, that means you're self-righteous. No, it does not mean I'm self-righteous. I cannot be righteous within myself. I can only be righteous by my faith in Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible says. But So I'm not going to take away something from me that God has attributed to me because I have faith in Jesus Christ, but I don't want to be self-righteous. Neither do I want to be holier than thou. I, I don't want to have my, my own righteousness that's not according to knowledge. My righteousness, according to Scripture, should be based in my faith on Jesus Christ. Uh, there's another word that, people, that, that Christian people do not like. That's religion. Oh, Christian people. It, nothing that makes my brain smoke more than seeing somebody say, I'm a Christian, but I'm not religious. Well, how does that work? Well, you know, Jesus came to deliver us from religious people and, and to deliver us from religion. There's no Bible basis for that. That's just a, that's, but when people say they don't like religion, it's people, that's people that don't like change. They don't want what God is offering them. But the Bible says, it tells me specifically, and James wrote this, James 1.27, he said, and I didn't give you that, sis, but it said, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, that we would uh, visit the, the widows and the fatherless in their affliction and then keep ourselves unspotted from the world. So whenever we talk about being religious, I'm just saying I'm just trying to live for the Lord. I'm, trying to, I'm just living according to his word. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, now even Jesus warned his disciples of the leaven or the doctrines of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And, and so you have to get away from those kind of things. But religion is not a bad word. Yeah. It's kind of like you know, when somebody says, oh, they're a politician. Corrupt. They corrupt. They lie. They don't keep their promises. They Some kind of scandal. Because it's just, that's what they, but you know, they are actually some where they are. But they are actually some. Actual, they got into it because they really want to make change for the better. They really want to affect the world or their community. And they are actually good and honest politicians. But because of all the other negative, we get 
Mm-hmm. Or, or they're a lawyer. Oh. You know, so there you go. It's just, you know, there's certain things. Hey, oh, he's a preacher. Mm-hmm. Yep. There he is. He's a preacher living off everybody. Yep, that's him. Sleep late and live off everybody. That's all preachers do, you know. Yes, it's, uh, you get these. And the bad thing is, is that it's not that they don't have grounds to feel like that because people have abused their office or their calling or taken the word and used it for their own sledgehammer to try to drive people in the ground. And that's why people have a bad taste in their mouth sometimes about holiness. But holiness should not turn us off. I want to see the Lord. And he said, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So I am going to pursue after that, and I'm going to work at that. And we're going to talk about what it means that, you know, holiness is not something uh, that... You know, I know many people, they just attribute it to self-righteous people or some kind of standard that they're judged by and it's impossible to reach it. But that's not what holiness is. And let me tell you, holiness is attainable. You need to say that to yourself when you're like, well, you, because people will look around and see church people and they'll go, oh, I can't, I won't ever be as good as they are. Oh, don't, well, number one, we don't compare ourselves to each other. That's not what we do. Uh, and if we are pursuing it and working at it, we must also realize that uh, everyone will be at a different place in their walk of holiness. Holiness is attainable. I've said this before. You can have uh, a perfect child, a baby, infant, born. Doctors checked him. Nothing's wrong. He is a perfect, living, breathing human being. He is as perfect as a baby can be. But he cannot walk. And he cannot talk. And he cannot drive. And he don't have a job. But he's a perfect baby. And you can have a perfect adolescent teenager if there's ever such a thing as that. But but physically and mentally in their state, they can be perfect and they can be what they're supposed to be. They're, They're right where they're supposed to be, and then in an adult that is right where they're supposed to be in, in their growth and in their life, things and theirs is they are as perfect as they can be at each stage. And one day that baby will be a teenager, and then from a teenager to an adult, and it can uh, work on being the right kind of teenager and the right kind of adult. But uh, just because someone is a baby doesn't mean they're not where they're supposed to be. We grow, we are born at different times. Hey, I'm older than some of you. But, you know, so we were born at different times. And so there's going to be those differences. That doesn't mean that, well, because I'm older, well, I'm better. Or because you're younger, that you're better. It doesn't mean that. And when people come into the house of the Lord, sometimes they, they are elders in the church. And thank God, they're right with it. They're pillars. They've been there. They, they've seen it all. But elders can never forget that one time we look on, go and look way back, elder. There was a time when you were a new baby in the Lord. And you need to remember that as new babies are coming in and stop expecting newborns to do the work of mature adult. Hello. That's why people have gotten turned off with holiness because these people come in and they hit the altar and they're praying and they're, they're looking for something and, and man, they, they get a touch from the Lord and, and you're like, okay, next week you better be doing this and this and this and this. And they're like, what? They don't know. 
about that yet. You know, we need to just keep telling people about Jesus and about getting a relationship with the Lord. And as they learn to love Him and desire to be more like Him, holiness, you know what, they, without even realizing it, they are working on their holiness because holiness is to be like Him. There's no holiness outside of God. It's not. And so I can't be, ho- I can't be holy. The only one that's holy within himself is God. I am only holy by what I do to be more like him. And so I, I want to be changed. I- and I want to be uh, holy like he is holy. And it can happen because God designed it to be that way. He never said you'll be me. He never said you'll be me. He said, but he said you can be holy. You can be like me, but you can't be me. I can't be God. This is what he said in in something Leviticus, um, chapter eleven, verse forty-four and forty-five. He said, "I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore, this is our part, sanctify yourself. That means set yourself apart. Sanctify yourself, and you shall be holy, for I am holy." Neither shall you defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. He's saying there's some things you'll have to stay away from. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of the land of Egypt. Up and out. There's that separation of the land of Egypt to be your God. You shall therefore be holy for I am holy. So he said it's attainable. It can happen. You can be holy because I am holy. He's not going to tell you to be something that you can't. He's not going to require you to be something that you couldn't attain. He would not uh, confuse us or trick us like that. He knows that it won't happen outside of him. And for us, it will not happen outside of his word because his word is holy. He told Israel there, sanctify yourself. Jesus prayed for his disciples before he left this earth. And he said, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And so it is the word of God that, will, uh, that we are born again by. And it's where we receive that spirit that we can begin working on being holy. Holiness is one of God's most basic foundational characteristics. And when we talk about holiness in reference to God, it means absolute perfection and purity. There's nothing, there's no flaw in him. And as I said earlier, only God is holy within himself. But when the word is applied to a person or an object, then it refers to what has been separated or set apart unto God. In the Old Testament, the Hebrews, it meant for them separation and dedication, just as it does for us who have been born again. It means separation from sin. We have been washed in his blood, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. And then also separation uh, from the world and dedication to God, his word, and his will. Paul said this to the church, 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. He said, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Now that is not a scripture of, of isolation that we never talk to people who don't know the Lord or don't believe in God. He said, don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Don't uh, be yoked in with them so that when they turn, it turns you. Just like if you had a yoke of oxen, there's always that one oxen. He's, he's the one pulling. He's stronger. He's going to pull. And uh, so uh, if you're yoked in with somebody like that, it can turn you. He said, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And, and what communion has light with darkness? And 
What concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has he that believes with an infidel? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, walk in them. I'll be their God. They'll be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. Remember how we started off where he separated those priests? There's always going to be separation uh, in that. And, he said, and the Lord said that. Don't, don't attribute that to just your pastor. The Lord said that. And touch not the unclean thing. I will receive you. I'll be a father unto you. You'll be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. He went on to say in chapter 7 and verse 1, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And that's where people get get nervous and get scared because there's that word perfecting and they automatically think perfect and you you're trying to apply holiness to you as it applies to God only God is absolute perfection and purity the word perfecting there means to fulfill further or completely in other words we should always be going further in our walk with God we should always be going farther uh, in our, our search for holiness and to get close or to be more like him because holiness is just us trying to be more like him. We know we cannot be him, but we can be more and more like him. Surely no one in this room thinks, well, I'm already there. I don't have to go any farther. Even Paul said, I have not yet attained. He said, but the, where I'm at, I'm going to maintain I'm going to, uh, as this level I've gotten to, this, I'm not going backwards, but I'm going to keep reaching forward. And so I want to fulfill further. I would love to fulfill it completely, and, and one day I will. If I have done all I can to the trumpet sounds, the Bible says I'll be changed to be like him. And then I'll have, he's going, you know what he's going to do? He's going to make up whatever we don't have at that point. Where when we're doing our best, we're living for Him, and and we're pursuing holiness, we're following after it, so we can see the Lord one day. The Bible says every eye's going to see Him. We're going to see Him. He's going to call us up, catch us away, and we and we're going to be like Him. We're going to see Him as He is. That's what the Scripture says. And so I'm going to see Him as as He is. And at that point, I'll be changed, transformed, and I won't lack anything else. I won't I won't have to work on my holiness any further that that race will be run it'll be done and so Paul is teaching the church here to be separate from the world to stay away from unclean things and be dedicated to God and then to perfect holiness or to uh, fulfill it work on it keep pursuing it keep going farther so that you can be more like God do it in the fear of God in the reverence to God not in, oh, if I don't get holy, God's going to slap me. It's not that kind of fear. It's the, the reverence. I, I am trying to be more like him because I reverence him. It's just like when a child, uh, uh, either you know, a, a little boy wants to be like his dad. And when he comes home, he, he goes gets his dad's work hat and puts it on. Or he goes and gets his shirt or, or picks up his tool or something like that because he wants to be like dad. It's because he, he admires that dad. He loves that dad. He can't use that tool yet the hat's too big for him right now but he's he's like this things I want to do I want to be like my dad or or a young girl would like I want to be like my mom you know it's it's that I want to be like it because you reverence them and you 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 think they're the greatest and man I just want to be like them and that's the way we are about God I just want to be like him I want to be like God so I, I've got to work on it 
Yes, I have been filled with the Holy Ghost. I still got to work on it. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I got the Holy Ghost's greatest gift on earth. You better believe it. Still going to have to work on it. Still going to have to work on it. You've got to maintain it. You've got to uh, uh, keep walking with God, keep following the lead of the Spirit. That's why he, Jesus said when the Holy Ghost comes, that it will, lead, it will guide you into all truth. And so uh, it, it's guiding me along so I can be more like him. I want to learn more about him. I, I need to grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's holy. And I'm trying to be holy. I, I want to be holy as he is holy. So I need to work on it. I need more of the word in my life because his word is holy. I do need the Holy Ghost, uh, but I need more than that initial infilling where I spoke in tongues for a few moments and then I don't even pay attention to it anymore. I need to be led by the Spirit. The Bible says, without his Spirit, we are none of his. Well, if I'm none of his, I can't be holy. I cannot be holy without his Spirit. And then... Don't be afraid or ashamed of living holy because you're just trying to live like God. And when people say, oh, you just think you're holier than everybody. You want them holy rollers. You want them holiness people. You know, a lot of people that just took holiness off the church because when people see it, they're like, I don't go there because as soon as I walk in, I'm going to be judged. And that's a shame. That they feel like that. And it's a shame that, that people may actually do that. I mean, I've heard the horror stories of that. Of people doing things like that to people when they walk in. And uh, that's awful. It should never happen. Uh, but it does and it has. And that's why we fight so hard now to help people live holy. Because they're like, I don't want to be holy. I want to be a Christian. But I don't want to be holy. Well, how does that work? Because to be Christian is to be Christ-like. Or to be like him. And if you're going to be like him, you're going to be holy. It's going to happen. It's got to happen. Or if it don't, you're barking up the wrong tree. Listen, the world is not ashamed of their unholiness. We should not be ashamed of holiness. We should not be ashamed of living for God. Don't ever drop your head because you live for God. Uh, you're just trying to be more like the one who died for you, saved you, that's coming back to get you one day. I, I want to make sure that I am living holy. Now, that don't mean you walk around, uh, you know, crying out, I'm holy, I'm holy, I'm holy. You know, walk into a place, hey, what? I'm holy. You know what? They'll be able to tell by the way you behave. Because holiness will be part of your behavior. It'll be more than just you making a statement. It'll be more than just about uh, the things that, that uh, you think you've read or think you know. It will be how you behave. When Peter wrote about the miracle that God performed in our lives uh, to the church, he said this, 1 Peter 2 and 9. He said, but you are a, in 10, he said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past not a people, but now you are the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now we have obtained mercy. We are God's people, and we are to be like him. So that means be holy, because he's holy. 
The Bible says we would receive power, Acts 1 and 8. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon us. The word power there, the dunamis of God, is a, the, some, it's like getting the characteristics or the abilities of God. And when you say, well, the abilities of God, I mean you can create planets. Jesus said the things that I do, uh, you'll do also because I go away to the Father and the Comforter. The Holy Ghost is going to come. Uh, you'll be able to, hey, you know what? I just can't do what, what Jesus does. Yes, you can. When the Holy Ghost gets inside you, you can. You can love people the way Jesus did. You can forgive people the way Jesus did. Yeah. You can treat people the way Jesus did. Come on, somebody. You can. I want to open blinded eyes like Jesus did. Well, how about working on loving them like Jesus did? Uh, I want to cast devils out of them like Jesus did. How about just forgiving them like Jesus did? Let's hey, show some mercy like Jesus did. Show some grace like Jesus did, and see. Let's see what happens. In First Peter, he he also said this. First Peter one fifteen and sixteen. But as he which has called you is holy, remember God called us out of darkness in His marvelous light. So as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. The word conversation does not mean, uh, mean you, hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm all right. No, it's not that. It's your behavior. So he said, be holy in all manner of your behavior. That doesn't mean, because oh, our idea, our picture in our mind of holiness is like we're walking around with halos and, and we're just like floating a little bit above the ground and everything we do, every time we touch something, it's like, oh, 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 oh you know. If that's how angels sing, I don't know, uh, you know, but it's not that. So quit trying to be that. Hey, you, you can be holy in a denim jacket, all right, with, with work gloves on and mud on your boots. You can be, you know, that's what I'm saying. So he said, because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. Listen, that does not mean, uh, before we say what does being holy mean, let's talk about what it doesn't mean. It does not mean to be a self-righteous, nasty, sour-faced, bad-spirited jerk. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Don't, no. Let's just talk about what it's not first. God is holy, but he is also love. The Bible says God is love. Well, you know what? Being holy means you're going to love people. You know, well, I love people. I ain't going to be holy. What? It don't work that way. God is love. God is holy. God is also caring. He's also patient. He's also understanding. He's also a builder, a repairer, a restorer. God is good, so holiness is good. Because God's holy. So if God's good, then holiness must be good. See, everybody, see one of the, word, the Bible words that people do love, is love. God loves me. No matter what. Absolutely. <laughs> I got no argument with that. But he still wants you to be holy. I've said it many times. Many people have. God loves you the way you are. But he loves you too much to leave you that way. Because unrighteousness cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So we, we know that. So, so we want to be holy. We want to be more like him. We want to do what he wants us to do. And he has made it accessible. He's made it where it can happen. Uh, we can be holy. Holiness is not just a, 
something you put on. Holiness is character. Holiness is behavior. Because I still have to love people, be kind to people, be patient with people, be merciful, gracious, forgiving. I have to be everything else that God is also. Because you're not going to be able to say, well, I'm holy if you're not forgiving. Because God is holy and God is forgiving. You can't say, well, I'm holy. But you have no mercy because God's mercy endures forever and he's holy. Yeah, yeah. So you, you don't get to pick up the, the attributes of God that you like and not embrace the other ones that you are more uncomfortable with. If you're going to be holy, man, that's, that means you're trying to be more like God. Don't make holiness into its own little thing without all these other attributes flowing into it. That's what happens is that we, we separate each one of them and we think, okay, holy is its own thing and I'm just going to be that. It don't work like that. Uh, to be holy is to be more like him. And if I'm going to be more like him, his ways are past finding out. He's so complex, I can't even know him all the way. There's things I'll be learning about him from now on till forever and ever and ever. So how do I think I can know all there is to know about holiness? I'm just trying to be more like him every day. And the closer I get to him, the more I am like him. I can say, well, then I'm a little more holy today. Not holier than anybody else. I'm just a little more holier than my yesterday man. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Anytime you start talking about holiness, it only applies to you. Don't, don't ever say I'm more holier than that one or that one because where they are, they may be just as holy as they need to be at that point. Someone who is immediately... <laughs> You know, born again, been in the church two days, has not grown as much as someone who's been in the church 20 years. They're just not at the same level. But they can be just as saved as each other. If the Lord, you know, let's say we had a big altar call right now. About 15 people that have never walked in before. Getting the Holy Ghost, we get through baptizing them all of a sudden, the trumpet goes off. Well, I feel bad. Them little babies ain't going to get to go. Why? Because they ain't had no Bible studies, and they ain't even paid tithes yet. You know, how are they going to go? <laughs> they're, just, they're still dripping wet, but they're blood-bought, and they're filled with the Spirit. And they're going to go just like us old dry. We, we already dry, but we still got the Holy Ghost. And so we're going to go, too, and we're going to go, hey, look, here comes them babies. What about it? Because at that point, they just holy little babies. they as holy as they can be at that point. But see, we got to do like we do with natural babies. They have to be taught. They have to be led. They have to understand this is what we do. You, know, you ever told your kid, hey, you're not a baby anymore? Yeah, you tell them, you're not a baby anymore. Hey, I want that pacifier. Mm, you're not a baby anymore. Pacifiers for babies. Mm, no more. That's it. That's a fight, I know. Hey, guess what? It's a fight sometimes when you try and tell church people, hey, you ain't a baby no more. Time to take that pacifier. <laughs> Come on now. Time to grow up. <laughs> hey, I, funny but true. It happens. And you, and, and, and you know what? And then after a little while, they're so, wow, I don't even miss that pacifier. Just go. And then if they'll just come on a little farther, they'll realize, wow, I'm, I'm glad I'm growing. You, you won't be a little lamb 
forever. We are the sheep of his pasture. We, you won't be a little lamb forever. You will grow up into a full-grown sheep. And sometimes that means you're going to get sheared. <laughs> but it's, it's to help you. It, it ain't to, to hurt you. It's to help you. And so sometimes we, you know, we, we have to go into the grown-up. You know what? I'm sure a little lamb is watching his mama get thrown on the ground. And, and it's like, I ain't never growing up. Well, that's what little little baby Christian sheep would do. They, sometimes they see uh, mom and daddy sheep getting thrown in the fire, and they're like, mm, "I'm just going. I'm not. I'm not going to get in leadership. I'm not going to get in ministry. Right, I'm, right. I'm just going to sit on the pew, and I'm not going to do nothing else because I don't want that to happen. That's just part of it. So we, anyway, we're growing up into holiness. Holiness is our character. Holiness is our behavior because holiness is the character of God. It's who he is. He is holy. You can't separate God from holiness. He is holy within himself. He is the holy God. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was, which is, which is to come. We, we know all these things. So he's holy. And so God has always warned his people to be separated or out of the world. Uh, you know, Egypt in the Old Testament, but... Uh, Remember what Peter just said, but you are a chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation, peculiar people. And so listen how uh, the Lord talked to Moses and Moses talked to Israel in Exodus. Exodus 19, 4, and six, uh, 4 through 6, he said, You have seen, the Lord said this, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bear you on eagles' wings, brought you unto myself. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed, and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. So there's that peculiar people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, or a kingdom is royalty, so a royal priesthood, and a holy nation. These are the same words uh, that Peter was saying to us, the Gentile church, that we would be just like them, because guess what? We're grafted in. This is a whole. Nother, I, mean, I don't want to get off on another Bible study. But that's why we're grafted into the vine, and so uh, and we begin to take on the attributes of the vine, and so we become a kingdom of priests. We become a holy nation, and these are the words that you'll speak unto the children of Israel. Tell them that this is what they are, because I brought them out of Egypt, just like God called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Listen. Our success, if we, you know, we're like, I, want to be, I want to shine a good light. I want, I want people to see my good works. And I don't want people to glorify my Father in heaven. Our success in showing a true representation of the living God will be directly related to our commitment to holiness or being holy because he's holy. You're never going to be able to show the world a clearer picture of God than by being holy. But you see, you've got the wrong... See, You'll be holy. See, as soon as people say holy, you're like, oh, I can't. Oh, holy. I, holy. Holy is who God is. It's what he is. And we're trying to be like that. We're to be holy. So I'm not trying to. When you say I'm trying to be holy, you're not saying you're trying or you should not be saying I'm trying to be better than anybody else. You're just saying I'm trying to be more like God. And so 
you, again, it's not a declaration. You don't put it on your T-shirt. You don't walk around all puffed up about it or anything like that. You just know that in my day when I'm trying to be more like God. And isn't it funny whenever you say, listen, whenever you say, hey, I'm just, when people say, why do you do like that? How come you're always going to church? How come you read your Bible and pray and, and all that? Why do, you, why do you do all that? Well, I'm just trying to, I want to be more like Jesus. I want, to be more, I want to be more like him. I want to be more like God. Oh, you just try and be holy. Ain't, ain't it funny that that's immediately what they say? Because people realize, whether ignorance or not, that that is who he is. He's holy. And uh, they, they think you can't be like him. But you can be. He's said to be. It has always been God's plan for us to be separated and dedicated to him. Uh, but listen, but it's separated Again, it's not isolation. We're not putting up a commune. We're not putting up a wall and hiding behind it. And, and you know, we're going to, you know, just stay right, you know, hoard food and, and get generators and never go out. And, and once we all die, we'll be gone. It's not what he's talking about. It's separation in the sense of non-participation. See? Daniel. We've been talking about it in our Sunday school lessons. Daniel. Daniel was holy before the Lord. And yet he chose not to participate by eating the king's food or the king's wine or, or doing those things that the king was offering for them to eat. He said, I can't do that. It will defile me. And so it wasn't that he was, he didn't, hey, I'm better than all you guys, whatever. He just said, I don't want to defile myself because God has things we're supposed to follow. So could we please eat this instead? And if you'll just watch, you'll see that we'll be better uh, than even these guys that are eating all this other stuff. Oh, what about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? It was just in participation. They, they would not bow down. It wasn't that they were in the middle of all those people, but probably had made some friends among all them people. And some of them people they made friends with were face down on the ground, and they were like, get down, get down. You gotta get. I can't because I serve God. I, I will tell you, I serve the Lord. You know? And so uh, they were they were. Uh, separated in the middle of a crowd in the sense of non-participation. The Bible says we become a new creature. Old things pass away. All things are made new. We present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto the Lord. And so the Lord brought us out. Leviticus, it said it. He brought us up out of the land so he could be our God. You should therefore be holy for I am holy. Leviticus 19 and 2 says this, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel. Say unto them. Now this is an important part of this lesson. He says, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel. And say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I the Lord your God am holy. It's very, very key that you understand who he's talking to right there. He is talking to his people. Holiness is a message for God's people. Don't go trying to win somebody preaching holiness. Because holiness is for people who have been brought out. He never said be holy till he got them out of Egypt. Yeah? He never, he never said, hey, I sure would love to bring y'all to the promised land, but y'all going to have to tighten up. Before I deliver y'all, before I put any blood over the doorpost or anything, uh-uh. none of that till y'all get holy. Mm-mm. He said, I'm going to bring you out 
like you are. I'm going to bring you out under the blood. I'm going to bring you out through the water. I'm going to get you to the other side. And once I got you out, now I'm going to say uh, to Israel, to the congregation, hello to the congregation. He said, now you've been brought out. You've been delivered. You've seen miracles. You've, you've experienced the blood and the water. You have uh, all these things. I've fed you. I've taken care of you. So listen, congregation of Israel. And he said, you're going to be holy for I, the Lord God, am holy. Holiness is a message for God's people. People who are not separated will not understand being more like God. We need to preach to them the deliverer. You need to preach to them the God of the Exodus. You need to preach to them the God that shed his blood. You need to preach about Jesus Christ, the one who died for us, that forgives us, that takes care of us, that has mercy on us. We need to talk about the one that calls people out of darkness. That's why Jesus said, go preach repentance and remission of sin in my name. And that's what you see him preaching all through the book of Acts. He reminds the church in his letters. Peter reminds his church in the letters. Paul reminds the church in his letters. The letters to the church. Be holy. You've already been born again. Now act like it. Be holy. And so, so don't, don't ever. Hey, I'm going to go out and witness today. Hey, do you know the Lord? You need to be holy. <laughs> or a gunshot or something. You know, or a restraining order or something. You know, you know go hand, you know, hand out tracts saying, if you're not holy, you're going to just burn forever. What? Burn forever? What are you talking about? You know, tell them, hey, do you know that no matter how twisted and flipped upside down your world is, there's a God that can straighten that out. Do you know that no matter how bad you feel today, there's a God that loves you and that wants to take care of you? You know that big empty hole you feel inside? There's a God that's got something to fill that. He just loves you and, and he knows all about everything you've ever done, but he don't care about that. He just loves you. He wants to wash you and fill you and, and change your life for better. And then once they experience the love of the Savior, once they experience the deliverance of the Savior, then they can start focusing on, I need to draw closer to him. But we don't try to draw them close and then clean them up. You, you, you just try to, man, you, you know, you've got to get them in the door. You've got to talk to them, share the love of Jesus. We, we talk about uh, what he's done. To preach the gospel. That's what people need to hear. The world needs the gospel. The church needs to be reminded, hey, keep acting like the church. You don't go out to the people under the bridge or in the bars or somewhere that's their life spinning out of control and say, well, if you just be holy, you'd be all right. They don't know what that means. What do you mean be holy? You got to tell them about the loving God that, 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 that they can serve. You, you need to tell people about uh, the blood that cleanses them, washes them water and snow. Once they get all that, that kind of stuff, once they start a relationship with him, once they have been called out of darkness in the marvelous light, then they can start working on being holy or being more like God. Holiness is not a bad word. Let's don't make it one. Let's don't give people the impression that it is. Uh, I, I am thankful to, to be holy, not because it makes me better than nobody, because it just makes me more like the one who died and gave himself for me. It just makes me more like him. Let's don't turn holiness uh, into something that's not. Holiness is a message for our people. Listen, 
Leviticus 10 and 10 tells us that there is a difference between clean and unclean, holy and unholy. There, there's a difference there. He, he, he said that. And before God saved us, the only, the only likeness of him we had was that we're created in his image. But we were unholy. We were, because we were not, and, and the reason is, is that we were not like God in our behavior. But being born again changes things. And that, being born again is an absolute. Jesus said it in John 3 and 3. And he said that we must be born again so that we can see the kingdom. You must be born of water and of the spirit. You must be, he said, marvel not that I said you must be born again. Because whatever is born of flesh is flesh, and our flesh is unholy. But whatever is born of spirit is spirit. The spirit is holy. So we can only be spirit or holy through his spirit. So Hebrews 12 and 14 is just as true as John 3, verses 3 through 7. If I can't see the kingdom without being born again, I still I can't see the Lord without holiness. Because it, it all we must pursue it. We've got to pursue holiness, attain it, and then keep it. After our new birth, Get ready. There's a conflict. It will arise between your old life, the old man, our new lifestyle, the inner man, the new creature. All these things that we were will raise up to fight against who we are. Your flesh will hate this new man. Your, the old man will hate the new man, I promise you, and will try to drive you insane. Uh, it's a battle for holiness, and by the power and the grace of God, we will win it. We've got to trust him. We've got to trust him. I know I'm running out of time. It's almost it's 8 o'clock, and, and I'm, I'm running down. But, but I know that these priests were separated so that they could take these vessels and, and, uh, and keep themselves, keep themselves holy, keep these things until it was time to, to, to weigh these vessels. They had a charge given unto them. You, you, you've got to stay holy. You've got to keep these things holy, and that's us. We, we are the church. And holiness, it's not like you get a holiness certificate, like you get a baptism certificate or something, you know. Holiness is something you work on every day. Every day. And, but, but holiness is so valuable because it's, it's me being trying to be like God and learn more. That's why it's so important to read because you're going to be more like him. You're going to understand him better and what he does when you read about him. When you read his word, when you get his commandments, the writer in Psalm 119 said, I, I hide his word in my heart so I won't sin against him. You know, I, I don't want to sin against God. And I, I want to be more like him. So it takes that word, praying, pray, you know, praying every day, God, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. I want to be more like you. I don't want to do evil things. I don't want to set wicked things before my eyes. I don't want to listen to the ugly things. I don't want to have bad thoughts. I, I want my flesh. I want my, my spirit. As a matter of fact, this is what Paul said. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. From the flesh and spirit. And so uh, we don't want to put on a show. We, we want it the inside out working, perfecting holiness, get, pursuing it, trying to go further in it. Well, that sounds like a big sacrifice, Pastor. It is. Holiness requires a sacrifice. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. 
and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So our desires and our will must be sacrificed. We must present ourselves in a manner that is acceptable unto God. It doesn't mean we won't make mistakes, that we won't fall flat on our, just get it flat wrong sometimes, but we must do our best to get it right. It's our reasonable service. 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8, But refuse profane and old wise fables. Exercise thyself rather unto godliness. The word godliness there translates to holiness uh, because to be godly is be more like God or to be holy. So holiness or bodily exercise profits little, but godliness or holiness is profitable unto all things. It has promise of the life that now it is and of that which is to come. Train yourself in the things that are holy. It will be good for you here, and then it will also impact your eternal life. To these 12 priests, precious and holy things were given unto them. It wasn't given to just anybody, but to the priesthood. We're a royal priesthood. They were not like everybody, and we are not like everybody. We are to be holy because he is holy. God called us out. The life-saving uh, uh, life gospel of Jesus Christ has been given to us. We are the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. We are supposed to give revelation and influence to this world. A holiness influence. A God-like influence. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Holy. Christ in you. Christ in me. The hope of glory. Holy. The Bible says Christ needs to be formed in us. Holy. We need holiness. All that he is is holy. I must do my best to be holy. I want to be holy. I'm trying to wind down, guys. I know it's, time's running out on us. Listen, we start this new life with Jesus holy. We must stay that way. We have to. The statement, the declaration to the priest was, you are holy to the Lord. The vessels are also holy. The charge was this, watch ye and keep them until. Well, there's an until for us as well. Jesus is coming back, and we must be ready to meet him. Listen, one of the biggest, one of the signs of the last day is this, what Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 and 1. He said, This know also in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Even before you get to unholy, all those attributes are unlike God. And then he said, he sums it up, said they'll be unholy. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of all those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, and lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. So it's a choice. He said, having a form of godliness but not denying the power. Remember, the power is the characteristic the the ability uh, of of god we shall receive power it's the same word in from acts 1 and 8 you shall receive power after the holy ghost has come upon you and so he's saying but they deny they they they, they try to look the part but they want to deny the characteristics of god they don't want to be holy they, they it's all those things that we just listed is what they are they're not showing the fruit of the spirit they're not doing those things. They're not loving people, caring for people. They're not being long-suffering or patient or merciful. Any of those things, they're just having a form of godliness, 
but deny the power thereof. That's why so many people have a problem with holiness because they have a form of holiness, but they deny the power of holiness. You know what the power of holiness is? Him, because he's holy. We must watch and we must keep. I don't want a form. I want the real thing because I want to see the Lord. I want to see the Lord one day, and I know there are many spirits going out in the land. We must try them and see if they are of God. The priest had a destination to Jerusalem. We have a destination to New Jerusalem. It was important that they kept themselves and the vessels holy and undefiled. We must also keep ourselves. We don't know when it's going to be. You can stand with me tonight. Matthew 25 and 13, Jesus said, Watch ye therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. That is in Matthew 25, and we learn about the parable of the ten virgins. Five, five were wise, five foolish. Five kept their lamps. They kept their lamps, they kept their vessels, they kept oil in their lamps, but five did not. Somebody said, you know, I started this journey... I knew I was going to have to have oil in my lamp, and so I made sure I kept oil in my lamp. There were five of them that said, the lamp will be enough. But you can't live off somebody else's oil. You can't live off somebody else's holiness. And so uh, five went into the marriage. Five, the door was shut, and they found themselves knocking, let us in. But the Lord said, I don't even know you. In 2 Peter 3, 10 and 11. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. Elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. And seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of person ought ye to be in all holy conversation or behavior and godliness? Friend, we know that it's coming to an end, so what should we be doing? We should be trying to be more like him. We should be trying to do the things that he did while he was here, reach the lost and, and love people and show them mercy. We should be, what, should, what kind of people should we be in all holy behavior and godliness? What should we be doing? In verse 14, Peter said, Wherefore, beloved, seeing you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. So I want to be more like Jesus. But to do that, I must be holy. Holiness is not unattainable. You start out being more like him by talking to him, praying to him, obeying his word. The charge has been given to us as children of God, the saints of the Almighty. Be holy as he is holy. So now we watch it and we keep it. We keep this commitment. We keep this life of holiness because without it, we won't see the Lord. How many wants to see the Lord one day? Hey, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of holiness. Holiness is just us trying to be more like Him. And we're working on it every day. Amen. While she's playing tonight, just don't want to open the altars, give you a chance to come and pray for a few moments. and Maybe you want to start that journey with the Lord. You want to talk to Him. Lord, help me to get my life in order with you. I, I want to be more like you, Lord. I, I'd like to be holy. Not holier than thou. Not better than anybody else, but I just want to be more like you, God.
Would you help me with it tonight? Praise God. Let's come pray. Lift your hands. 
give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight before we go. Aren't you thankful for the Lord? What a great God. What a great God. So thankful for him tonight. Thankful for his presence. Appreciate his word. Thankful for what we can learn from the Lord tonight. Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. Somebody said, hey, you know, it's Pentecost Sunday. And I, was, I think I was leaving prayer Monday night. And I said, yeah, today's Pentecost Monday. I said, <laughs> Is this the Lord poured it out? You know, but I know, but I do know it's, it's Pentecost Sunday, and, and, and so we are thankful for what happened on that, that Pentecost where God poured his spirit out, and Peter preached that plan of salvation. And we're going to, uh, Lord willing, Sunday, I know at least one young man, uh, Luke Harrell, going to be getting baptized in Jesus' name. So we're excited for that. If you hadn't been baptized in Jesus' name, why don't you come see me Sunday? baptized is going to be a great day invite somebody to church with you tell them tell them about jesus let, let him work on the holiness part tell them about jesus tell them about that love how much he cares about them he'll, he'll do the rest praise god god bless you have a great night you can be dismissed in jesus name